Welcome back to the Knowledge Ball podcast. It is Eli from Knowledge Ball here with Joe today. He's back joining us. He's probably going to be permanent here. What's going on, Joe? Not much. You? I'm doing pretty good myself. So, today's episode, everybody, we're going to be talking about some NBA news. We're going to go into some trade rumors. Always interesting. And uh, obviously the big news with Carmelo Anthony, where where he will be heading. And uh, then we'll start out series of talking about the bottom and top half of the Western Conference. So without further ado, let's get the show on the road. So for some of the NBA news, we got Fultz finally returning to Philly for rehab. Uh, I'm thinking that means a possible return for him, which I would be happy to see. Uh, you know, first overall draft pick getting injured right off the bat. We don't really get to see his full potential. You know? I think he'll come back. I I can't imagine him ever regaining his shot at this point. Yeah. I mean, that shoulder injury, really heartbreaking, that kind of stuff. The way it happened, too. Apparently, it was in the motorcycle accident. I'm not sure if that was ever confirmed, but, like... Wow. It's just... Suck. I was cheering for him, honestly. Yeah, I think everybody was, you know, coming out of Washington. We don't see a lot of, like, amazing people coming out of Washington, and here he was, unanimous by, I think, every major sports broadcasting station that he would be the number one pick. And uh, injured right off the bat. We don't get to see him basically at all anymore. I can't remember which player it was, but he had... He does the exact same thing Fultz does, where he jerks his shot right after it, and he has that same nerve damage that people are saying Fultz has. But he's a good shooter, so that's the bright side for Fultz, I guess. Yeah, I I don't know. It, looking back, his high school jump shot and his college jump shot, you know, they were the exact same. So you can tell that was just complete muscle memory, and a lot of NBA players, it's their muscle memory, so... I don't yeah. know. I don't know about him, given the fact it's just it's a completely different jump shot. Honestly, it doesn't look the same at all. It's not even close. I don't think the one thing he could do is maybe go somewhere and be a distributing point guard, but that was never his game at Washington, and I don't think it ever will be. Well, I mean, and he is a lanky, like he's he's a lengthy guy. I mean, yeah. we 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 saw him getting some triple doubles in there. So we know he can pass and rebound and do all that, but I just don't see him ever becoming a scorer again. I really don't. It's, it's impossible. I'm, I'm true. I'm rooting for him. I want him to prove me wrong, but I don't see him ever becoming the scorer that we said he was going to be. No, I, I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. And then obviously, other news: we got Fareed, Kenneth Fareed, the the manimal. Uh, Rockets looking to sign him after the Brooklyn Nets buy him out. I think that has potential and he'll be big coming off the bench and if Capella ever gets injured, it would be huge having well, Ka- another Capella's, guy. Capella's injured right now, I think. I think he just yeah, got injured. But, uh, yeah, I, I know he's hurt for this, but I'm talking more playoffs. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. When yeah. it's like... Yeah, yeah. When they need that rebounding presence. Because in the regular season, I honestly think Harden alone could hold the Rockets up right now. 
but eventually he's going to cool down. Yeah, especially the way that he's playing. Breaking basically all of Kobe's records. I don't know. I mean, I get his free throw numbers are high. It's impressive what he's doing, but not as impressive as Kobe, I'd say, but and, I don't think we'll see it. And I, I agree, because just the way that Kobe did it was completely different, you know? We'll never... Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we won't see a tear like this again for a while. No, we won't. But I mean, I don't want to disrespect James Harden, but I just saw a disheartening video yesterday. Uh, I don't know. If, have you, I don't know if you've seen this of Josh Hart playing defense on James Harden. Uh, I don't think I have. Well, he's getting. James Harden's getting just every call, so Josh Hart puts his hands behind his back, so they're clasped, they're clasped together behind his back. Lance Stevenson I think comes it... in at the last second, and they get a foul on Stevenson. But if you watch the video, he never gets touched once by anybody. It's, I just, it, it's a good example of all-star treatment. It really is. I honestly think all-star treatment is one of the. It's never talked about in the NBA. But I think it's one of the worst things that can happen in the NBA. Yeah. Like, and, it makes games so hard to watch. And it's not even just in the NBA. We're seeing it in college basketball, too. Like, uh, Nebraska versus Indiana. Romeo Langford just getting insanely bullcrap calls. Just the whole game. It's, uh, the more you favor these stars, you know they're doing it to just try to keep these guys happy and not talking. The second LeBron complains about refs, Mm-hmm. The entire NBA fan base complains about refs. And it was, you know, and we saw that, right? Yeah. Like, and what What even is in shooting motion with the entire NBA fan base? LeBron tweets something remotely like that, and oh my god, it's on the front page of 17 sports websites all over Instagram. It's everywhere. I've watched a lot of college basketball, and I'll always say, like, they should add a continuation call into college basketball. But Uh in the NBA, I think it's gone a bit too far, to be honest, with jump shots. Yeah, it definitely... Well, I don't get the the jump shot rule. I really don't. I really don't either. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't go by truly anything. It's It's very strange, the system that they do it in. The second you see, and then the second you get fouled, too, if you launch a half-court shot, I'd argue, uh-huh. like when, unless you're going on the way up, like, it's not a foul if you get fouled and then shoot the ball. You have to be bringing the ball up. I, I mean, and honestly, I'd argue that if if they're in, like, obviously, when the defender is going in for a foul, and it is a smart, good IQ basketball but when the defender is going in for a foul and you're behind the half court, and I don't know if this is the rule, but like if you're near half court, like within uh, four, five or four feet, that you can't just put yourself into the shooting motion as a continuation right there. I don't think that that should count as a shooting foul. And we see Andre Gudalo is really good at doing that for the Warriors uh, in the playoffs. He's he, even yeah, and he's not a good shooter, uh, but that's one thing that he can do. And we saw Russell Westbrook doing it. We no disrespect to Steph Curry, but um, it's it's absurd. All that kind of stuff. Like you remember the Iverson play where he went out, went for the I pass, do. gets fouled, and then he like loops it up and then shoots it. 
Yeah. Like if it's even then at least that's like one motion and he's in the paint. I feel like they call that now when you're at half court. They really do. It, it's it's insane. Like in the 80s and 90s there was obviously all-star treatment, but it feels like it's gotten to the point where NBA players are so big they dominate the sports market and I don't know if you saw this but the the average salary (coughs) sorry the average salary is the highest in the NBA out of all of them so that means that the NBA is bringing in the most the most dollars based off of their players I did not know that so that it's it's insane the fact that we're just now getting to the point where an all-star can basically do whatever they want and we we do see James Harden doing this travel step back and you can argue that it's not a travel but we saw Steph Curry do it and it got called as a travel so the fact that it's just not being called as a travel on James Harden is kind of, honestly to me insane and by it I'm just not okay the one thing I'd say one thing that's worse though than the continuation fouls from midcourt, or it might, it might not be worse, but it annoys the heck out of me. Started with uh, Reggie Reggie Miller and kind of went on to Paul Pierce and D Wade made it popular again. Yeah. The pump fake lean in foul. Oh yeah. It gets like I don't get why that's still called. To be honest. Well, I mean. I don't either because they're moving. They're the defender isn't moving towards them. If the defender stays straight up, that means that the offensive person is moving into the defender, and ju- that's that's not even fair. And it could possibly call injury. So I think that that rule is more of and I could get hate for saying this, but that 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 is more of an offensive foul. Yeah, I, I'd say it's a charge. I mean, you lean into them. If you do that in the lane, that's an easy charge. Yeah, and they're they're if the, if they're they're NBA players, so you know that they're gonna play straight up, straight down, going in. And obviously, sometimes they make that mistake of bending their arms down a little bit. But it's more likely than not that they are going straight up, straight down, not moving themselves. So the fact that these players we're seeing are just able to um, lean into them. That's true. It's it's unfair to these people. I can Kyle Lowry had the play called back like a couple years ago, and I mean, see, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I'm a hundred percent certain if that was James Harden doing it now, or if that was a Steph Curry doing it, they yeah. they only call like they'd give that to a superstar any day. Oh yeah, for sure. And Kyle Lowry is an all-star, but he he never got to that superstar level, and so and, he can't get away with the things like. And he's not even like record. flashy either. So the, I mean, he doesn't provide a lot to the media, and that's not hate against him. He, no, he's more of a traditional point guard. He's like Kawhi, where as good as he yeah. is, he's never going to get the media what they want, which is a big story. Yeah. It, yeah. No, one hundred percent. Yeah. All right. So kind of transitioning into trade rumors I'm seeing here we got uh, Bradley Beal people are thinking that he's getting traded away 
If I was Washington, I remember saying this about halfway through last year. Why do they continue to hang on to this core? It's exactly the problem in Portland, except Portland's better than Washington. Like, they're not. Exactly. They're never going to win you a championship. It's true. And it is. Portland is insane with what they're doing. But at least C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard at least remotely get along as people. But Bradley Beal and John Wall hate each other. Yeah, like, hate well, I don't... It doesn't make sense why they're just... Like, they don't... Why don't you just trade them? Like, it you can get a good return off of Bradley Beal. First-round draft picks, a nice young player... And maybe start rebuilding a little bit because you're not going to have John Wall forever. He's old. He's at the beginning of the season, he was overweight. And I don't see that ever changing. I don't, he's not going to become a shooter. Like he's, he, that's just not his game. Do you need to trade Bradley Beal though? Or could you trade John Wall? I'm not, I John think, Wall in, in my opinion, they are interchangeable in a trade room. I, because John Wall had, he was a horrible teammate in high school and pretty much all time before that. He got his act kind of together for one year at Kentucky. But from what I've seen of him over the last four years, he's been a horrible teammate again. Like, he has a history. Yeah. He has a lot of patterns of this behavior. Maybe he's the problem. I'd go as far as saying that Bradley Beal is more of what sticks the Wizards together. And that's obviously not a disrespect to John Wall's talent. You know, he's a top five point guard in the NBA still, even at his kind of decelerated pace, honestly. He's still averaging 9.8 assists last time I checked. Hold on. I mean, he's an incredible player. Yeah, I mean, and he is. But he's just, he's not, he's not the person that, he usually 8.7 assists is what he's averaging. He's just not the player that we're used to seeing anymore. And I don't see that ever returning. Like in 2014, 2015, I would say that he was an argument for best player. and Or not best player. Best point guard in the NBA. I, I, I would honestly say that. But now, we're just not seeing him the same way. He's... And even when he was dueling with, back and forth with Isaiah in the one playoff game, uh-huh. when Isaiah finished with, like, I think 50 or something, mm-hmm. like, they both just went crazy. Like, that was, I feel like, one of the last times when it was 100% like, John Wall is a superstar. Yeah. Ever since then, I feel like it's been, he's a great, great player, but he's not going to win you a championship. He's not going to take you to the next level you need to get to. If I'm the Washington Wizards, oh my god, that's just awful. They're the 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10. They're the 10th seed in the East. If I'm the Wizards, I'm going for a complete rebuild. I am. Bradley Bradley Beal right now is averaging on 47% from the field, a career-high 25 points with just with five assists. I mean, that is, those are great numbers, especially from a shooting guard. I'm getting rid of John Wall, if I'm them. He's, I mean, he's averaging good numbers right now, you know, 20, 
29 or 20 points, nine assists, you know, one and a half steals. And obviously, he's always averaging about one block a game. Probably the what's best his, blocking point guard in history. But what's his field goal percentage looking like? 44. So, I mean, Bradley Beal is scoring five points more on, on better be- field goal percentage. And not, I mean, four less assists, but he's a shooting guard. Mm hmm. And who's like, John? Who's John Wall's backup? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Is it? No, never mind. But I'm saying that if they can get a nice young player in return, then they can get rid of all of them. Uh, we got yeah. Chasson Russell, Jordan Gray. Uh, and I'm name I'm not even gonna try and pronounce. But, oh my god! But that's just embarrassing, honestly. We got point guards on the roster that no one has ever heard of. Uh, Ron and... Baker, though. L- let's not disrespect Ron Baker. <laughs> I won't. I won't. But I'm saying that they can get rid of John Wall and get a nice return for him, because although he's a terrible teammate, teams are gonna look out for John Wall. Just like they did with Butler. Exactly. And Jimmy Butler is... I don't want to ever disrespect Jimmy Butler because he's my favorite player for a long time. But he's not... He he ruins teams more than he helps them. With full I, honesty. That, I think that's facts. I mean, and, I don't... You uh, okay. And uh, he... It's, it's the same with John Wall. Right now, he's ruining the Wizards. And obviously, we saw the Wizards. They, they've not always been a terrible team. But right now, 19-26 and 26 in the Eastern Conference, which is just by all, by all people, the weaker conference, almost. Like, and Marsh- I don't hear anybody ever arguing that. And they're terrible. I mean, he forced Marcin Gortat out, too. And I, right. I never saw a problem with Marcin Gortat. I thought he was a... I mean, he's obviously not a star, but... He's I solid. thought he was a valuable role. He's, like, he's a valuable player. Yeah, he's got a yeah, soft he touch. He can score for you. He can grab 10 boards a game. That's what you need. Yeah, like... I, I, that, he was more valuable than people realized, I think, on the Wizards. Sorry, I got, I got a phone call. Uh, okay, you good? Uh, hold on. Uh, but yeah, no, he, he, he just, the Wizards just need to get rid of him. They need to rebuild. I'm, I'm going a complete rebuild centered around Bradley Beal. He's the star. Beal's only 25, too. Yeah, he's young. Wall is, was prime for point guards around 31, right? 30? Yeah. So, I mean, Wall's almost out of his prime already. I mean, he's obviously declining already now. But he's about to get out of, like, the point guard prime prime. Like, yeah. he could take a massive step down in a couple years. And it's it's not like he's gonna... He's a good passer, but a lot of his passing is revolved around his... Uh, he's just not as fast anymore. Once he loses that step, like, the already quick step that he has, 
I mean, he I I could see him turning into kind of what happened to Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Speaking of which, Isaiah Thomas, make that return to the Nuggets, baby. Come on. You're, we know you're going to be a good player. Solid I hope. As a Celtic fan, I'm always cheering for him, but. My Nuggets <sighs> my nuggets are going to rehab him. I'm telling you. Him and MPJ, they're going to they're gonna be good. Not immediately, but at some point. All right. Let's. <sighs> so that we're not wasting too much time. Let's go. Start talking about some Carmelo Anthony stuff, huh? Okay. If they're trying if, to get rid of him by Monday, so tomorrow we could see if, groundbreaking trade. If LeBron James brings Carmelo Anthony into the Lakers, Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram should be the most livid players in the entire NBA. Maybe not as much Kuzma, but especially Brandon Ingram. I would have to say that I agree. There is no... They're not giving them a chance. They're really not giving them a chance. Kuzma's a star. Like, Kuzma has potential to be a a top 10 player in the NBA. Well, and so does Brandon Ingram, with full honesty. He really does. But even... I mean, Brandon Ingram is great. I think he's averaging about the same as Tatum right now, and Tatum's called one of the best young players in the league. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I see... I see the it factor in Kuzma where I don't as much in Ingram, but Ingram's a great player too. Yeah, he is. I'd have to, I just have to agree completely. I I can't honestly see I can't see LeBron wanting Carmelo Anthony. I really just can't. And people look into people liking Instagram posts too much. Like he does that one like on a Carmelo Anthony to Lakers. Like, People I mean, freaking they're out. friends. Like, Come with Anthony to the Lakers. Come with Anthony to the Lakers. No, I'm not. I'm not buying it. I don't think he's going to the Lakers. I think his best bet's to retire this season. He's just not the same player. He's declining rapid at a rapid pace, faster than you normally see. His field goal percentage has dropped just about every year since 2014. I'm saying that he pulls a D-Wade and this is his goodbye year. That's what I'm saying. I don't know which team would honestly be in the market to sign him because there's no... He's just not good. He really... He's not... He thinks he's some superstar still. And Carmelo Anthony, you're just not. You're not. I could see him getting a role on a team if he would say, hey, I'll come off the bench. I'll be an eighth man and give you seven points. On fifty percent, but I mean, he he's not doing that. He won't work. Really and he he's still just using his superstar trade clause, you know, saying this is where I want to go, and you know he's not going to help a team out. He's not going to, and a team's going to make a trade for him that is possibly revolving around a young player, because we see teams doing that, and I hope that no GMs are that stupid to give up a nice young player in their court. Which is why I'm so happy that the Lakers are made Lonzo Ball completely unavailable for trade. I I was ecstatic when I heard that. Lonzo Ball has huge upside. He does. I'm telling you, next se- next season, all defensive as a point guard. Not to call like I know there's a just about every NBA fan calls any young player with any upside 
like an, another superstar. But with if Lonzo Ball keeps the jump shot he has right now, yeah, he'll, I don't think he'll ever break the like breakthrough. But I could see him being a great third option on the championship team. Yeah. And really quick, let's just let's just talk about Anchor really quick. The, if the Lakers make a deal for him, and they will, probably. I'm that's what I'm saying. That they probably will. They better not include any of the people in that young core of Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, or Kyle Kuzma. Because I'm seeing I'm seeing that team right there in a couple of years. Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Ball, all stars. I'm not so sure about Brandon Ingram. But all Brandon those players, Ingram will be solid. That's that's a top five team in the West by themselves. Not to mention that they have the cap room to get two All Stars next season. And even if LeBron does, like, say LeBron's injury affects him for the rest of his career and he is steadily declining, I think that team is good enough with a 15 points per game LeBron to be yeah. competing for a championship. They are. For sure. For sure. And once again, this offseason, we could see them do two Supermax contracts. If if the Lakers find a way to get Anthony Davis, I don't know. I'd almost be tempted if I was L.A. to not go get A.D. And keep Kuzma, Ingram, and Lonzo. I think that Kuzma, if they can get A.D., obviously, that's a sign. They should grab him. He's top, I'd say top three player in the NBA right now. Anthony Davis. I'd agree. I'd agree. And he's young. Oh, my gosh. People don't realize that he's only 25. Man. He's been in the NBA for so long, people don't even recognize that. At the same time, though, if you need to trade Ingram, Kuzma, and Ball for him, or I don't know. You could probably trade Kuzma. I'm not. I'm not giving up any of those players. I would not give up. Because Ingram, what? They they might. Does the Do the Lakers have a draft pick next year? I don't know. They might trade it away. Oh. Oh, I know the the Celtics have their pick this year. I think. Yeah. Well, if they can ever make something happen to get AD, I'm saying that that's a good sign. That's, but, I mean, obviously it's a good sign, but I'm saying that is the best thing that they can do for their situation. Just so that Kyle Kuzma can learn off of Anthony Davis defensively and, you know, all that. Is AD, though, like, AD has, I don't think he's won a playoff game in his career yet, right? Um, They played against the Warriors in yeah. 2000. 15, I think they did. I think they might have won a game, maybe two. They have a first round pick and a second round pick in 2020. And I'm the Lakers. Um, I'm continuing to develop that young core and I'm making them a championship trio because they could. Yeah. All right. Not a lot of Carmelo Anthony talk, but I think that everybody's thinking that he's going to go to the Lakers anyway, so it's it's okay. Yeah. Should we go into the... Let's go into the Western Conference. Okay.
Okay. We got the Phoenix Suns. That's the first team I want to review. 15th seed. Embarrassing. I don't get... Devin Booker is starting to concern me. Like, he's in, what, his third year now? And he hasn't made the Suns better at all. And the... Oh, here's here's the stat leaders for the Suns right now. So we got obviously Devin Booker. He's averaging twenty four point seven. Not surprising. Not surprising is DeAndre Ayton with his rebounds per game. What is surprising? Their second person in that rebounds per game. Rashawn Holmes is averaging four point four rebounds a game, and that's their second person. That's their second person. Then we that got is- Kelly Oubre. That is bad. So their top three people for their rebounds are only averaging 18. That is worse than I think people realize because rebounding is hustle and heart. Yeah. Which DeAndre Aiden has 16.4, you know, third in points per game, first in rebounds. <sighs> That's just sad. Their organization. If they don't get Zion Williamson or R.J. Barrett this year, they should cash out. They should cut their losses. As an NBA team, they should buy out of the league. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? The person that I like right now is T.J. Warren. It's I think it's his third year in the NBA. Averaging 18, point, 18 points, you know, mm-hmm. on... 42% from the three. Wow. He's being slept on massively in the league. And he's he's getting a steal a game. Like, that's salt. That's, those are solid numbers right there from TJ Warren. And so he's averaging six less points than Devin Booker on like four, four less minutes, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, he's. If, he is. Him and. DeAndre Ayton plus Devin Booker. That's the top three for the Suns. Um, that's pretty. Good. That's a solid core, and especially since DeAndre Ayton as a rookie. Yeah, 16, I mean, 16, 10. He's not a defender, have, but he'll he can get it done. They have a great young core, and if they ever can, I mean, I don't know what the issue is and why they can never take even a tiny step up. But if they can ever figure it out, I mean, they'll be a team to team to mess with next year. They're, they're they can't defend. They just can't. They can't do it. We How got, good of a defender is Zion? Zion Williamson is a pretty good inside defender on the perimeter. He's a little like not slow, but like he can't. He's a good perimeter defender, but not. To the point that they need, they need RJ Barrett. I'd go RJ. I think RJ is the number one pick this year. Yeah, I'd say so as well. People are saying Zion Williamson, but RJ Barrett's doing the exact same things, just less flashy. Yeah, I mean Zion's a stud, but that's who they need. They need a playmaker. They don't need a Zion. They don't. They don't need a dunker. Get the crowd going. They need an RJ Barrett. Yeah. Happen for them because they don't have that. Phoenix, Phoenix doesn't have much of a crowd to get excited either. <laughs> and these defensive stats are terrible. Their top person 
for steals. DeAnthony Melton, 1.6 a game. And their That's... best blocker is Rashawn Holmes, 1.1. That is... So we're not even getting 1.5 or 1.5 to 2 blocks a game from their best player. And obviously, 2 blocks is pretty high. But the fact that they're only getting 3 steals a game from their top 3 and maybe 3 blocks a game from their top 3, that's that's a that's a red light for me. I'm saying that's scary. Defense and rebounding is how you can tell how much a team cares. And that's where Phoenix sucks. So that's why they're in the bottom of the Western Conference year after year. Then we got Memphis, which is more of a traditional team, I'd say. Probably the la- the last traditional basketball team we have. And not really much to talk about with them, you know. Marcus Gasol is declining. Mike Conley is declining. Massive, massive losing. I mean, pretty big losing streak right now. But they're old. Oh, yeah, losing five in a row. Dang, that's, that's kind of embarrassing right and there. And they lost Dylan Brooks, too. It's a big loss. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm rooting for Memphis. I want them to succeed, but I just don't see it happening unless they can make a make a change. Conley's good, but for how much NBA fans hype him up, I mean, he's not a superstar. He's not taking a team to success. He's a great player, but, I mean, he's just not good enough. The person, the, Their best bet is Jaron Jackson, the rookie, you know. Like he he's young power forward, seventeen a game, kind of being slept on, by the way. Seventeen a game, one point five blocks, one assist, four point eight rebounds. He's he's kind of killing it. He's who they need in the future. He's their all star. But their point Dylan. leader, Mike Conley, under twenty a game, rebounds under ten, Mark Gasol, assists under seven, that's Mike Conley. Honestly, their steals are worse than Phoenix's too, and they're a defensive team. I I'm just the blocks. They're only defense. That's the only thing that doesn't concern me at all. They're getting 1.5 from a rookie. That's good. We're that's a future DPOY right there, Jaron Jackson. I would I would second that. He's on on almost a steal a game too. So he. We're almost getting a block and a steal from a rookie. Like every he's, single he's game. He's a stud. If it wasn't for Luka Doncic, we would have a big time rookie of the year debate this year. Not not much of a not much of a talk for the Grizzlies, but they're just old. The, what yeah. else is there, really? <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic is a stud. Luka. You know, people are calling him overhyped now, but he lives up to it. He really does. I'd say the only complaint you could really muster up is that he's not traditionally athletic. He's not like a high flyer. He's not. But He's not particularly fast either, but he does exactly what they need. I mean, he's... He's like, I mean, I don't know. I don't get, like, he's pretty quick, but he gets into the paint so well. And especially the fact that as a rookie, he's their point leader right now. 
at a flat 20. Imag- points for rookies, great. Imagine what he's going to be doing in a couple of years. That's He'll be... And he only has um how many games? Like four games out of the playoffs right now. Four games behind the Lakers and the Clippers. Teams that people are calling. I mean, obviously the Lakers have had that LeBron injury. Yeah. The Lakers are a championship contending team. Yeah. And Luka has them, let's say, six games if they still have LeBron. Mm-hmm. Like, that's good. Yeah. And the Mavericks were seeing, you know, DeAndre Jordan doing what he does best. 14 rebounds a game. And that's his free throw percentage is up. <laughs> that's... T- that's impressive. I, I'm gonna thank you, Lethal Shooter, helping him out. Yeah. <laughs> lethal Shooter, humbled him. <laughs> but where I'm concerned is their playmaking. That's right. Yeah. Concerned. I with thought JJ was Barea, be a With JJ Varea being their top assist leader at 5.6, second place is Luca, 5.1. Obviously, Luke is going to progress as their playmaker and just everything. But the fact that their top player right now can't even get seven, seven and a half assists, that concerns me. I mean, J.J. Barea has been around forever, feels like. Like, he's been, he's just like, I mean, I don't get how they can't find, like, a Dennis Smith Jr. is a starter, but, like, I don't get how you can't find a guy that can come in and just get you assists, like move the ball well. He's and Dennis Smith Jr. He's not like he's not a playmaker. He's just he's he's an athlete, flat out. Yeah. Where I'm he's not concerned for the Mavericks is defensively. Well, obviously defensively, but less than most people would be. Dennis Smith, one point four. And then they got they're getting one one block a game, and obviously DeAndre Jordan is helping out on the inside. But yeah. that's that's a team to look out for in the future, but not now. Yeah, Pelicans. You know the Pelican AD. He can only do so much, and right now he's he just can't carry that whole team, and that's not his fault. Drew Holiday is good, but I feel like he's a lot like Conley, where it's just like, he's not that good. Like, do they need more? And they do. But they need they need a player to push them the extra step. No free agents going to New Orleans anytime. No. For sure not. Nothing Randall. really to talk about for New Orleans, but man. That's... Julius Randle's underrated. He is. He's that's a good player. Like, that's that's a, I'll go out there and get you a couple blocks, and I'll get the rebound. That's that what was, they need. That was a steal from New Orleans. We got the Kings. Nothing to be concerned about. They're a young, rebuilding team, and I think that in the future they are a championship team. They got De'Aaron Fox. Wait, can uh, I be right back? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, 
Okay, I'm back. Okay. Uh, nothing really to talk about for the Kings because of the fact that they are just a young rebuilding team. But, I mean, obviously they could be better. But they also have De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, Buddy Heald. That's a trio that I'm looking at. I'm looking forward to. I did. I mean, everyone talked about how good or that De'Aaron Fox would take the next step. I think he even he took the step and then another step, and no one really expected <laughs> that. I'm 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 happy for for just I'm happy for Sacramento finally looking up. After years of disappointment in their draft picks, just years. And obviously, Boogie wasn't a disappointment, but he couldn't. He didn't. Did they ever make the playoffs with Boogie? I think so. No, I don't think they did. Yeah, Boogie's never been in the playoffs. That. I'm. I'm happy for them. I'm glad to see that they're moving up, and great, good for them that they're actually able to do that. The Lakers. Nope. I wouldn't. I'm not too concerned about LA. I'm not. Ninth. They're the ninth seed. Uh, how many games back are there? Seven. They're seven and a half games back from the first seed, which is the exact same as the Clippers. I'm saying that they're going to take. I'm thinking they're going to take the eighth seed from the Clippers, and definitely. I mean, the Clippers are falling apart. Yeah. You know, and that young core is finally hitting their stride without LeBron. And when LeBron joins back, it's just going to get better. But, you know. The one thing to be concerned about if I was a Lakers fan is obviously this is LeBron's first first real injury kind of of his career. Yeah. But is he to the age now where when he comes back from that injury, is he going to be the same player? He takes that step down. Yeah. Like, if he loses a step and loses some of his strength, that's, he's not the same LeBron. That's scary. That's what I would be concerned about also. Because LeBron is... He's not their team anymore. Like, he's not... He isn't their whole team. He was for a long, long time. But this this is a above 500 win team. And they were doing terrible without LeBron for a while. But now they're finally hitting their stride. Almost beat the Rockets last night. Like, like, they know what they're doing. Luke Walton is an underrated coach. He's and he's only like thirty-four. So even he, so even he will expand his knowledge as a coach, as these players expand their knowledge of the NBA. Steve Kerr taught him well, and you see the Lakers play a lot like the Warriors do. That, Especially when the season first started. Except I even argue that Lonzo Ball is going to be a better playmaker than anybody on the Warriors. So yeah, that's kind of scary when you think about it. Like that team, couple of years, I'm saying that's a first seed, top or, or if not first, top three seed in the West. And I'm saying that they are a favorite to win the NBA championship. I'm <laughs> there. They're a good team. I'd be concerned that the fact that they're doing, that they're starting to get as good as they're getting without LeBron, I mean... It's only their second year, most of these players. Or, well, Brandon Ingram, it's his third year. But from a lot of them, it's only their second year. 
Man, Kuzma is going to be something to deal with. Down and Lonzo Ball just as a, def- as, as, a, as a defender this season. I I had no idea Lonzo was as good of a defender as he is. I, we, we've always seen him be able to defend, but this season, man, did he just take the extra step of aggression. By the way, all I'm, hopes that Lonzo's okay. He's getting an MRI tomorrow, I think. Uh, uh, ankle yeah, pain, right? Well, it came back negative. So now he's getting an MRI. Oh. But all hopes that he's okay because that's a that's a big loss. Obviously, Josh Hart. And I, you know, when when he came in the league, I was kind of against him. But I mean, he's a tough guy to hate, to be honest. Now, I mean, he's proven. He seems like a he's proven everybody wrong. Really, he's not a bust. He's not. Obviously, last season, terrible shooter, just god awful. But after the All Star break, we saw him improving, like uh, a large the amount of. Like, people don't realize, when you have as many people as you do cheering against you, your dad throws a brand on your back and says, like, pretty much you're in charge of making this family a ton of money, so play well. That's more pressure than anyone's really had to deal with recently. That's true. Well... Oh, I'm glad to see that the Lakers are doing well. All the best for Lonzo, and all, just all the best for everybody on that Lakers score because I know that they're going to be amazing. But uh, I think yeah. at that point, at that on that note, that's. Did we skip Minnesota? Um, Minnesota. Yes, we did. Let's talk about them really quick. Andrew Wiggins is a disappointment. He stopped once he kind of got he got the money and. His skill left. They are crashing and burning with Jimmy, and then he left, and they're just even worse. Cat is not... He doesn't seem like he has a good work ethic. He... Andrew Wiggins is going off his pure athleticism now. We're not seeing anybody really stepping up except for Derrick Rose. And thank I mean, God he is, because he's basically the only reason that they aren't the bottom seed. If Derrick Rose didn't leave New York, them and the Suns would be battling for <laughs> who can get the first pick. I mean, it's true. And thank God that Derrick Rose is doing well again. That's great. He deserves it. He's so humble, such a humble guy, and I'm I'm, I'm glad to see that he's doing well. But as far as Minnesota goes, yeah. That young core needs to get disciplined and learn when it's time to stop going off of pure athleticism or pure or natural ability. Yeah, I mean, if I mean, cat what cat showed rookie year was something else, and I mean, I just don't get what caused him to take a step down. I'd agree, a hundred percent. Is KG still the? Is KG still like one of the coaches there, kind of? Uh, he, I know that he's Cat's mentor, which is why I'm so surprised that Cat's worth work ethic. I wonder if almost Kevin Garnett kind of like burned him out. <laughs> That's possible, just with how because we know that he worked hard for a little while there, but now we're stories coming out that he's not showing up to practice. He's, I'm concerned. I'm if I'm the Timberwolves. I'm trying to get those guys disciplined because that's that's the future. I'm not so sure about KG was being the future, but Carl Anthony Towns, for sure. 
I mean, KG was raving about his work ethic, and then about like even a year later, now all of a sudden it's coming out that he doesn't work at all. I think KG burned him out. I'd agree. Yeah. Well, I'd say that sums it up for the bottom of the Western Conference. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the top uh, top half and obviously some updates on the trade rumors that we talked about uh, this week. But I think that's going to end it for the Knowledge Ball podcast. Uh, make sure that you tune in, subscribe, follow, and also follow NBA underscore player analysis on Instagram for some quality content. And uh, yeah, that's going to that's gonna do it. So thank you all for listening, and I'll see you later.